right, let's do it. What it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 66 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor Well, Connor, this one's yeah. a big one for you. Yeah, fucking Empire Strikes Back. It is my favorite Star Wars film. Everybody's already very aware of that. That's no secret. And I'm very, very excited to review this film. So let's get straight into the fucking thick of it. First of yeah. all, I just want to talk about something real quick. I want to discuss... Um, how hyped I am for The Force Awakens. Every week it gets closer and closer and we are two weeks away and I'm fucking, well less than two weeks away, but I'm fucking yeah. hyped. Oh my good golly gosh. There is nothing more exciting than me watching this film at midnight. Are you excited, Fish? Oh, I am so excited. Like I said oh. before, I, I was never really on the Star Wars hype train, but as we've been going through all these films, it's getting it's getting bigger and bigger. I'm, I'm working my way up the carriages. I'm going to be fucking running that train by the end of this because I'm fucking hyped. Woo! I'm so fucking excited. I actually, the other day, made Monique, my partner, watch Return of the Jedi. Oh, yep. Yeah. Should we talk about um, that one next week? Yeah. With the reaction yeah, to that, but it, did that get you all? Did that get you all like tingly inside, knowing that the, well, next, the next chapter well, is the Force Awakens? We'll discuss that when we when we discuss it. I don't oh, want to talk about that's any fair. of that yet. That's fair. Um, oh, well, how about we get into the plot where you yeah. are definitely going to give away some spoilers? Listen, there's going to be a few spoilers, but that's to be expected. This is Empire Strikes Back, and it's it's a big deal. Okay, it's a big fucking deal. Directed by the same gentleman who directed RoboCop Two. You. So you know it's good. Empire Strikes Back picks up where A New Hope left off. The, the team's still together. They are now on the ice planet Hoth, which is now the, the new location of their secret rebel base, because obviously the old rebel base got noticed on Yavin, so now they're on a new rebel base. Death Star's gone. So Death Star this time. No, no sign of a Death Star, nothing going on. Um, they're just... Son of a Death just, Star. <laughs> they're just chilling out. The Empire are looking for these dudes. Eventually, the uh, the Empire the Empire find the rebels on Hoth and through, through those fucking probe things through the, the probe droids. So ensues the Battle of Hoth, where our heroes escape, but not before Luke goes too far out. His Tauntaun dies in the winter, which is like a like a yak horse thing. Um, his Tauntaun dies in the winter. He has a and then Obi Wan speaks to him the Force and tells him to go to the Dagobah system to visit Master Yoda to train to be a Jedi. Anyway, friends escape. Uh, everyone runs, but Luke and Han, so Han, Leia, 3PO, so all, everyone is in the Falcon except Luke. So Han's like, well, fuck this, we got to get out of here. They they launch out of there, the Empire are chasing them, they end up in a fucking slug for a bit, a space worm, and then they get out of there as well. They end up in Bespin, uh, Cloud City, and Luke's like, well, fuck, I better go to the Dagobah system. No one's ever gone crazy talking to someone in their head, and then goes all the way to the Dagobah system, which turns out to be this great, grotty jungle fucking Swamp. shit place. Anyway, there's two stories going on throughout the whole film and then you've got Darth Vader who's you you meet the power, the emperor who is around to uh he's pretty much just like fuck this shit up fam and Vader's like you know what I will. Luke meets Yoda. Yoda is uh this crazy old hermit who later turns out to be a Jedi. We all know who Yoda is and he he trains him to be a, a Jedi knight, slowly training him to be a Jedi knight. Well, Han and uh, and stuff are on Cloud City. <gasps> Surprise, there's an ambush on Cloud City. Uh, Lando 
uh, Han's old friend who is like the president, I think. I still don't know. He's in he, charge of something. Yeah. He's in charge of the Cloud City and he's threatened. Basically, Darth Vader's like, if you don't fucking give up your friends, we will completely destroy Cloud City. Like, we'll run the place. You'll all die. We'll fucking destroy it. So Lando's like, well, fuck. Like, I need to... I've got to do the right thing by my people. And so he has to betray Han and his friends. And so they get captured and Han's put in carbonite because Boba Fett is the one... Sorry, I totally forgot about it. Boba Fett's the one that tracks him down to Cloud City. And Han's put in carbonite because Boba Fett's payment was Han, who is then going to give to Jabba the Hutt, a vicious gangster that we later meet in... Oh, no, I've already met him in episode four because he's the fucking CGI slug. But, yeah, so given to Jabba the Hutt. Han's put in carbonite. Everything's fucked. Leia's like, oh, fuck. They're about to get arrested. They run away. Lando saves them. He's like, look, I'm just trying to help all my peeps. They're like, all right, man, that's cool. So they're trying to help Han, but then... Fucking Boba Fett is, he just flies off. So Han's gone. He's fucking out of there. And then Luke's like, my friends are in trouble because I can use the force. And then goes to Dagobah, uh, goes to Bespin. And there he fights Darth Vader. And he's like, what's up, fam? And Darth Vader's like, you're right. I am your fam. I'm your father, Luke. Cuts off his fucking arm. Luke loses. He was never ready to fight Darth Vader. He escapes. He makes it into the Falcon. They, the end. <laughs> and they look out onto a... Onto a... Brand new day. <laughs> Assert yeah. your feelings, Luke. You know it to be true. Anyway, that's the fucking general gist of it. Yeah. Now, some things I want to bring up. More mm -hmm. importantly, let's talk about the uh, remastered versions in between, it, the differences between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. What I mean by that is the, the new CGI elements Lucas has put in. If you didn't notice... Fish, there are not very many in this I was going to... Actually, that's that's one note I've got here is ask Connor what is the difference here because it doesn't seem obvious to me. Well, now, the thing is, it seems obvious in New Hope because George Lucas fucked up. If your CGI is obvious, you're a fucking idiot. Mm. In this one, it's not obvious because they didn't do much. In fact, I think they did very, very little. They changed the voice of Boba Fett to sound like Boba Fett from Django Fett. Django Fett, which we discussed last week, which yeah. I think is kind of cool. I it think works. it's brilliant. It sucks to, to the actor playing it, but I mean, we're talking about a, we're talking about a saga. It makes sense. It makes more than enough sense. I think it's a really good addition. I think if you're going to me mess with a film, that's the way to do it. Other than that, aside from a lot of you know digital remastering and that sort of thing, like fixing some things up, there's really not that much. There are no obvious CG scenes throughout the film, which is really, really fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah, it, 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 feels, it feels fairly untouched, just from coming from a, a, well, complete, Lucas, a complete noob's perspective. Lucas had next to nothing to do with this one, um, in comparison yeah, so to what, what was he doing? Did, so um, he, he wrote the story. I noticed he didn't write the script. He, he didn't write the screenplay, didn't direct script. it. And the director was his old film school lecturer or something uh i'm not sure i can't remember i don't know the background of that but i do know he didn't direct it or any of that shit just the, the quick the quick glimpse at the credits the all i saw was that he had it was the story by george lucas and he was executive producer yeah so obviously he came up with the you know i'm your father like it was his that was his thing I did. Um, I did hear that he was setting up Lucasfilm, like setting up his his company, and really getting into the merchandising side of things. Um, so yeah, it was be, yeah. kind of almost too busy to come and make the film, <coughs> which is bullshit. Question: Did he did he direct Jedi? Was that the same? No, he didn't direct Jedi. Is it someone the same director or a, nah, another director? No, someone else completely directed Jedi. All right, well, we'll talk um, about that when we get to that. Yeah. Wait, Irving Kirshner did. It does. Um, it does make a significant difference to the film. 
that we have an actual director. And not saying that George Lucas isn't a director, but like a director who is more focused probably on uh, performance and acting rather yeah. than the technicalities of it all. Because we've gone on yeah, I mean, to like, say that, look, you know, George Lucas, like, he, he gets the technical aspects of filmmaking. Like, these films look fucking cool. And yeah, they look and great. I mean, like, the Lucas, worlds are great. But he does struggle a bit when it comes to relationship building and getting a well, performance like, Lucas, out of actors. Lucas set up New Hope so well. Like, he took a risk and it worked. Where he yeah. set up this amazing universe, he's done so much already, where now Empire, if you really think about it, is quite... Uh, held back, especially in comparison to Return of the Jedi, which I recently watched, like, Return of the Jedi and A New Hope feel quite similar, whereas Empire stands out a lot more because it's quite different in, in its sort of, the approach it takes, where it's it's so much closer to narrative than it is sci-fi. Like, it's so much closer to a story than being a set piece. And, it, well, I mean, like, uh, it's it's both. Mm. It's, it, does, it balances both so well. Yeah, um, yeah. And but it's just such an effective because the universe is already set up that all of these things are already happening. Like there's already the, already these relationships established where Han is already a smartass. Like we, everybody already knows what Han's like. Everybody already knows that Leia and Han have this love. You know, there's this love triangle with Luke as well. Everybody already knows these things. So there's no there's no like awkward. We need to introduce these characters. Everyone's everybody. Yeah. Bob, Boba Fett, and Lando are introduced, and so you've got all these characters. You already know them. You're spending your whole fucking movie setting up two extra characters. One of them's barely in it. The other one is fucking awesome. Like Lando Calrissian is introduced brilliantly. I think Lando is one of my yeah. favorite characters. I think he's fucking spot on. You know, he's got a, he's fantastic in this film. They've definitely taken like the shining aspects of the characters that were already there. I did say last week we had, especially with Luke, I felt like. He wasn't quite like yeah. He was just this whiny kid, but he had a little bit of heroics about him. And what they've they've gone ahead and and just fucking focused on that in this one. Han and Leia, like there was that little sexual tension that comes fucking full throttle this time. Yeah. It's it's good to see, like you said, they're able to set that up. Lucas, I don't know if he like obviously he meant to, but I think this new director has been able to just take those and run with it, and it's it really affects how this movie plays out and how we feel about the characters because you're like, from frame one, you're fucking in this. Like, Luke's yeah. out in the fucking, out in the snow. Han needs to go save him. So instantly, now Han, you can tell that, that you know, after all the shit they went through in the last film, now these guys are best buds. Han's got Luke's back. We know he did. He got it on the fucking Death Star when he, you know, came in and saved the day, basically. Now, that's a thing. Now Han is going to come out and save Luke. And it's he's still the smart ass. He's still the smuggler. He's still a bit rough around the edges. But he's a hero now in this one. And I like that. Yeah. And he's kind of like he grows. All these characters. I mean, finally, these characters are starting to develop on a more sort of like a bigger arc. You know, it's bigger than now just a, an individual story. These characters are developing and growing exponentially. Like to, to a point where, you know, it's, it's a big development. Because these characters are going to be with us for another film. Whereas, you know, if you're doing an individual movie, you need your characters to develop over where, like, Han is like, nah, fuck you, I don't want to help you guys. And then by the end, you know, he saves the day at the very end. Whereas yeah. now Han's growing slower, but there's bigger changes in him and you can see them more because now they have the time and the effort. Like, a lot of, you know, Empire's brilliance is that it's like, okay... We don't need an end, we don't need a beginning, and we don't need an end. We just need to be the middle. So this whole film 
is basically just one big middle yeah. where everything yeah. everything is just complication, complication. And obviously because it's it's actually a brilliantly well-crafted film where it does have an ending while Han is taken in carbonite, you know, and Luke knows this information about his father. It, it's not left with fucking Luke lying on the ground with Darth Vader over him. Luke escapes, you know, the day yeah. is saved from a from a certain perspective. You've got you've got enough there for you to be like, oh, that's satisfying. Like that's a good film. Whereas if this was a part, like split the film, split one film up into parts, the difference would be Luke. Would probably just find out he's the father. You wouldn't see how he reacts to that. You'd just get that information. Han's gone. They're still on Bespin. Like, there's still... There's always that... There's a big difference. And that's what Empire did right. And that's why, you know, splitting a film into parts is such an issue. Especially after seeing Hunger Games split part one and part two. Where part one ended with Peter coming back, you know. Like, we don't ever see... It's not... That's not too different. That's not a separate film with a separate story. Because we never see... There's no conclusion, you know. Yeah, this one has I hear a what conclusion. you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I I do uh, feel that it does come off a little bit incomplete in terms that I feel like I now need to go on and watch Jedi, whereas every other time, like like I've I've gone on, I've said before, the one film that I've watched the most is A New Hope. I've never, although I want to, like I'm you know I want to go on and watch Empire because they're good films, but like I've never been like oh shit I need to go on and watch. Empire after watching A New Hope. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of like the Back to the Future trilogy, whereas Back to the Future is is its own standalone thing. Then you've got part two and three, which you pretty much watch together, yeah. which I feel and like I my would... My favourite's Back to the Future 2 as well. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny because that's generally the most hated one. Really? Um, yeah. Um, Why? I like, it. I like it as well. I think they're all brilliant. I, I probably like two better than three, but thought, anyway, we're not talking about Back to the Future. Anyway, sorry. Maybe that's another retrospective we can get to at some point, but you don't want to saying like empire and and i'm not yeah. i'm not ragging on this because you know i you know me i like franchises yeah. i like being able to go on to the next chapter of shit but i do feel that in terms of a standalone story this one i feel like i need to go on and watch jedi whereas the first one i can just watch it by itself so i just leave it a little bit open-ended it does have a satisfying ending it's not fucking peter coming up and choking katniss definitely yeah. not you left like it reveals so much more stuff but makes you want to keep watching because of all these reveals it hasn't given you all the answers it's giving you just some little little tastes and but enough to feel like it's rounded out this well, chapter of the story yeah and i yeah. mean like that's the, you're right where a new hope is the most it's the most complete film it's a complete individual story this one requires you to watch return of the jedi for you to get the full grasp of everything full, happening yeah. but i could probably yeah. watch empire i can watch empire strikes back on its own and not feel obliged to watch return yeah of the but jedi. you were like i don't i don't remember jedi um but you yeah. do you know you've know these movies back to front so just this is just i'm just bringing the noobs yeah. perspective to this and, and I mean, that's like, where i see and it. yeah that's you're right and i mean like there's you know it's not i guess a lot of people might enjoy watching new hope a lot more because of that reason but like knowing the story and knowing what happens after like empire just stands out as being probably the best crafted well i will say yeah you're right it absolutely is it's it's this one it's a little bit darker it's a little there's more happening i feel like there's like my biggest criticism of the the original was there are points where it slows down a little bit yeah and you know it's it feels wrong even saying that it's a criticism because it's not really that bad but that that was really the only thing i could point out uh, on my last viewing of it, this one, I actually did read somewhere that this one, people have 
talked about it being slow. I feel like there's never a dull moment. There's never a fucking moment in this film that is is dull. Everything yeah. is like just... I I went back and watched this and I was like, oh fuck, like you know, I, I remember and it feels like such a journey the whole film where I'm like, oh, there's gonna be so much going on, but like the film doesn't stop. They're no in the slug. They're fucking on Bespin. Bespin's done. Darth Vader's captured them. Yeah, I think it's a fucking. I think it's a great mix. I think it's solid. I think it's a solid film. It, you know, structure-wise, I mean, yeah, like, it is pacing-wise, and there, it just, and it was funny because you brought it up in the um, the plot summary that there is there's two stories going on at once, sometimes three yeah. stories going on at once. It's like there's always something happening, but the way that it comes in between them, it almost makes it more pacier for me. Yeah, well, because it's, they don't it's we don't have to watch the entire fucking training montage of Luke, we just keep coming back to him as he's lifting another rock. It's basic storytelling where, like, what they've done is they've got two two different, like, developed characters, well, two, you know, characters. You've got Hart Luke and then the gang, right? And every time Luke's story begins to climax and it reaches a new peak, it transitions to Han and everyone else and goes until they peak. And then it goes back to Luke and then it goes until it peaks. And that's basic storytelling you're keeping your audience entertained and listening yeah. they're like oh fuck things are getting hectic and then the moment that happens you've got their interest right now this is what's happening with here remember this and you're like oh fuck you know that's yeah. how it works and yeah. then return of the jedi they added there's a third one so it's luke han and then lando and then they fucked it up in the the, the last three because it's so much more noticeable in the last three where you know the first one's got fucking anakin then padme then the Jedi, then the battle on Naboo. That's four different fucking stories going on. The only one of any interest is Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul. Then the Clone yeah, Wars see, is the I same. See, did, I didn't mind that. I back. You can listen to that review. Um, we've reviewed yeah. episode one. You can go back and listen to that. I didn't mind that they were going back between the four. I thought that kept the pace up, at least I for that part of the that. fucking film. hated it. But <laughs> Clone, Wars did, Clone Wars did the same, and then Revenge of the Sith did it as well. And the only issue Revenge of the Sith had was fucking editing in Bail Organa's. Like, I like the character. I really enjoyed the actor. But in the grand scheme of things... It just came out of nowhere, yeah. It's, it's Yoda and it's Obi-Wan. Those are the only two people I want to be watching. Um, <laughs> and then A New Hope had nothing. It's the first one. It, it was just them, you know? Um, mm. Actually, no, on the Death Star. No, it did have a few, up. yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings does it as well. Lord of the Rings does it. Yeah, it's, it's, did, it's a temple. They did it's three. A thing. And, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. It's yeah. really good. And, and, a, Empire, and a lot of, you know, um, TV shows do it um, yeah. as well. It's it's keeping the ball rolling when you've got so many damn characters going on. And that's one thing with this this film, they, they do so right. And another thing I noticed big time about this film is this is the film that makes me realize why people love Star Wars and these characters. Yeah. Like... In that first one, it's all pretty cool. It's the one I remember the most, and and I but I I'm already aware of all these characters, and I felt like yeah, Vader's a badass, but he's not as badass as I I perceive him to be. The way that people talk about him and the things I read and, and video games and and whatever. Uh, Luke is supposed to be this hero. I found him as a whiny little bitch. Fucking Han's a you know smooth motherfucker and. But he's not quite as smooth as I wish he'd be. Fucking Leia is is this you know sassy fucking don't don't take no shit sort of chick. But not as much as I think she was. That all comes together in this film. This film yeah. is where I see 
where everyone gets their perception of all these characters. I see why everybody loves these characters and loves this story because it is so fucking cool in this movie. Everybody is just like cranked up to 11 and just take, like I was saying, they're able to run with these characters and have fun with them. These are the characters that I had in my mind. I couldn't remember this film that well. So I was like, I'm I'm not really seeing it in Star Wars, but this is it. And I, and I want a, a big tip of the hat to that one. The biggest tip of all is fucking what they've done with Luke. Because let's talk about Luke and Mark Hamill yeah, yeah, and, and all that sort of shit now. Because um, as as, if you listened to our episode last week, I don't, I don't like Luke in the first one. I think he's whiny. He annoys me. Mark Hamill's performance is, is just rubbish. This, look... Mark Hamill's not going to win any fucking Oscar. Well, I don't, I, he didn't win an Oscar, I'm sure. But he, he's not going to win any awards or whatever for this in terms of like hardcore acting. But he has stepped his game up so much in this one. And, and yeah. I'm sure the directing has helped. And the fact that his character is now established. He's, he's a stronger person. He's grown as a character. He's becoming that hero that I, I always wanted him to be. And I'm loving watching it. I'm loving watching him turn into the like he's not quite there, but this growth that he has in this movie is just so much better than anything we get in a new hope because he goes from being mildly awesome to pretty fucking awesome to what I'm sure he's going to be in Jedi is just mind-blowingly awesome. Yeah, his character definitely does develop uh, insanely in between each film and this one's yeah, it's a really good indication where now he's a soldier. Like yeah. he's he's got a lot of responsibilities coming he's- into Adulthood. Is he? I read in the scroll that he's in charge, but I didn't really get that idea. Like, I didn't really feel that in the film. So, is he in charge of that base? Because they say that he's like leading the rebel troops, or is that just like to say a character that we understand? Like, listen, the rebels in the films are meant to be really, really small. Like, the rebel, the band of rebels, isn't meant to be this big army. It's actually meant to be a small sort of band of like freedom fighters you know so is that is on hoth is that the is that all the rebels there like is that the army it's meant to be like okay that's that's what it's meant to be obviously there's a lot of them i'm not saying there's like 10 or 20 i'm saying there's a Mm. few but you know all this eu has like there's fucking thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these fucking rebel fighters whereas they say a small band of freedom fighters like it's in the opening credits and shit. He's, they're leading the rebel troops. Yeah. Luke, I think, I think Luke is is commanding, but I think it's not really a big. It's not a plot point. He's just no. kind of. It's just a fighter like the rest of them. Well, I, not, I got more of the an idea that Leia was running. Well, things. yeah. Well, Leia, Leia is running. Leia is like a huge player in the alliance since the first episode one. Yeah. She's actually a big part yeah. of that one as well. And I think he's just got a lot more responsibility on him, and that that plays out the whole way through the film. You see him growing. Basically, well, that's it. He's, as- he's a much, he's so much more mature in this character, and he looks, he looks more hardened as well. He, he looks a little bit different, right? Did he have like a car crash or something? Did something happen to him before? And they had, they changed, they tried to hide his appearance a little bit. I read something about that. I don't know the, what's the deal there. Uh, his chin. He broke his chin, and he got plastic surgery in his chin. Right. Because so now, it's, yeah, it's funny looking at him now. Now he looks like the Mark Hamill that you see now. Yeah, whereas he's got a in the original, in. he's a completely different person. But I think it actually works for the character as well. He, he looks a little bit more hardened. He looks, you know, he's, he's seen some more fucked up shit. Like, it's still clearly him. But um, at, in those first few shots, I was like, 
Is that Luke? I, I'm not sure. Is that okay? It is. Yeah. Good stuff, Mark Ham. I was. Um, I'm very yeah. impressed. How did you feel about Boba Fett? Ha. <laughs> okay. Um, why was he in this movie? Because <laughs> fucking Boba Fett. <laughs> they need to do so much more with him. Why? Fucking hell, what a waste. I love him. He's a darling. Uh, he doesn't even look that cool. He looks like a fucking bobblehead. Boba Fett doesn't look like a bobblehead, even though his <laughs> name sounds very similar to... Bobble, bobble to Fett. Bo- Boba Fett and <laughs> bobblehead. Well, I think I think that Django Fett looked cooler. His, his head, like the helmet doesn't really fit him right, and he kind of walks around. I had a hard time figuring out what his whole purpose was, and then he... Then he just does a little bit of a double cross. It's just weird. I know that you told me that he he barely does anything in the movie, but I was like, oh, surely he does something for you know him to be such a fan favorite, and he's like one of your, if not your favorite character. But for what he does, I'm just like, what? Why even have him? Let's do more with this guy. And like I've I've been reading um some of the the latest. Marvel comics, which are set between A New Hope and Empire, and Boba Fett actually hunts down Luke at one point. Yeah, Boba Fett's uh, fucking pimp in all the extended universe. But I mean, like, this film, just like A New Hope, there's fucking, man, there is a story and a comic book and a fucking short film about every character in this universe, Boba Fett being one of the biggest ones. Like, let me tell you about his story. Let me, let me fill you in. So okay. after okay. the extended universe, basically, there's a one called Shadows of the Empire, which follows Boba Fett getting Han to Jabba the Hutt, and it's fucking badass. Like, he stops off at, like, this depot where all the bounty hunters go, and there's this huge firefight. Like, the guy's fucking amazing. And then, like, he goes back to Mandalore, which is where he's from. That's what he is. He's a Mandalorian. Um, and he goes back to Mandalore, um, like, years after all the films and fucking ends up being one of the fucking biggest and like the baddest fucking commanders in the galaxy and leads the the biggest scariest army and shit like it's just fucking nuts man like the this character in the film is so little and i think that's what people loved about him so much back then and i mean obviously you know i think the suspense is ruined they loved that there was little of him well no that's not what they loved about him but i'm saying it, it helped because there's so much mystery surrounding the character you don't know enough to hate him and I mean the suspense is ruined for you because you've already seen Jango Fett you know about Boba Fett you know all about Mm. Boba Fett fish Mm. so I'm sure you're expecting a lot more but I mean for people that you know I love him because I love Star Wars but for people back in the day like this is a fucking badass character no no one would have known anything about him there's just this fucking dude with Fuck it, like he's got a jetpack? He's got a fucking missile on his jetpack? But like, he fucking doesn't do anything cool though. He's just walking around looking like looking kind of cool, but even his his fucking helmet looks stupid. Yeah, see, you're wrong. His helmet <laughs> looks fucking awesome. It's um, so big. Like the pictures and like what they've turned him into now, like what I see in the comic looks so fucking cool. But this version of him is just not is not cool. Like <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm understanding that you've got all this other stuff going on and as a kid this probably would have been cool but like I'm on the other opposite end of the spectrum where this has been built up for me like I've seen all the the more recent images I've seen Django Fett I've heard you fucking jerk off over him and then I get to him and I'm like this is it? yeah it doesn't do much that's the point though <sighs> I don't need to 
He's a pimp. This is one. Okay, but I, I got to bring up one thing that is a peeve and a love at the same time. Like I like this whole extended universe thing, but I shouldn't have to go and fucking read all these other things. And I know this. I think it was a lot more um, with some reading that I've been doing more of with the prequels, but. Like, I shouldn't have to play the video game. I shouldn't have to read the novelization. I shouldn't have to go read Tales from Cantina. I shouldn't have to do all this other shit to get the fucking story that I need to, to well, you, progress I mean, most like, of this Boba story. Fett, the only person making Boba Fett a big deal is you. If you watch the film for a film, not know anything about Boba Fett, he's not that big of a deal. He's just there. He's not at all. And that's why I'm, that's what I'm, I'm like, yeah, I know. But about. I mean, like, the only reason you. Yeah resent him so much is because hey, hey, I don't everybody... resent him I don't resent him I want to be clear about this I'm just saying he's just not what I'm yeah, expecting exactly. because it's but been built up that's yeah. exactly it if you're looking at it from a film perspective he's fine you might think his helmet's a bit fucking big but you don't dislike <laughs> the dude the only reason you're like what the fuck is this dude is because because Star Wars has been around for so long and yeah. there's just this expectation for every fucking character that you see on screen like the Cantina Band in A New Hope, like they better be fucking good. Like if you haven't seen Star Wars, you see those aliens playing that song, you're like, oh, I fucking know this song. This yeah, better be fucking yeah. good. It's the same with Boba Fett, where you're like, this better be fucking exactly what I expected to be. It's never going to be that, especially because Boba Fett really isn't that impressive in the film. And the only reason, the only way you're going to get any enjoyment out of it is if you go fuck. Is to like, dip. Yeah, is if you to dip in the EU. But yeah. there's no expectation, and it does not affect the story. It does not affect anything if you don't he's I, not a main character yeah, he's saying. never I considered though, one i feel though if we were having this conversation about just one of the the new release films we both probably would have been like who was that guy what is he doing yeah. like let's flesh that character out more because we probably both would have been like he's got a fucking rocket launcher he's got a fucking jetpack who is this guy i want to know more about him so that's i like i get why kids and and you know, fans would have been salivating over this dude, and that's why they go on to buy all the EU and all that sort of shit. But what I'm just saying that even as it stands, just as a standalone film, I, it would have been nice just to have him do more stuff. Does does he come back more in, in Jedi? Ha! Okay, we'll talk about that when we get there. All right. <laughs> what about Yoda? Let's talk Yoda. Look, when I was really young, Yoda's a, Yoda's a good point. Uh, when I was really young, I, I kind of like, I already knew about Yoda because, you know, I've seen the, uh, the prequels a lot. Mm -hmm. So I had seen the Empire and stuff, but as a kid, I watched more of the prequels. And then I remember going back when I was like nine and watching Empire and sitting down and I was like, man, Yoda's so fucking different in this one compared to the prequels. Like, mm. why is he so funny and weird and like quirky? Cause in the prequels, he's just this old wise, like Mr. Miyagi character. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And I kind of didn't like it. And then a year later when I was about 10, I'm like, I really like that Yoda more than the prequel Yoda. Yeah. And now as I'm older, I'm like, fucking Yoda in the fucking original trilogy is awesome. The fucking new Yoda sucks a big dick. Old Yoda's fucking great. He's a great fucking puppet for one. And he's like got a personality and he's got this attitude. He's this crazy old hermit. Like the reveal when he's the Jedi Master is awesome. Like this crazy old hermit fucking flinging shit. And Luke's like, I mean, this is a whole galaxy where every character and it's a fucking nut job. And he's like, I'm looking for Yoda. This guy's like, I am Yoda. Luke's like, you're a fucking liar. Get the fuck out of here. 
But it's so great because he's awesome. Like, he's so wise and so powerful. The most powerful Jedi is this crazy bitch living on Dagobah. What the fuck? And it's great. I think he's an awesome character in the film. Like, it takes an aspect of, you know, it, it basically replaces Obi-Wan as the, the wise master yeah. for the hero's journey. Yeah. But yeah. he has so much doubt, whereas Obi-Wan was full of so much hope. Yoda's full of so much doubt and all these life lessons, but he's so pessimistic and like, no, you're not going to make it. And so Luke's character then develops because he's got to persevere and push on. And it's great. It's a great fucking excellent narrative device. And it's a fucking excellent character. And he's fun. And I've got such an erection talking about it. <laughs> I agree. I think he's a great character. I like this, this version of Yoda. That doesn't mean that I didn't like the prequel Yodas because that's kind of the Yoda I sort of know the most, I would say. And he's a bit of a badass in the prequels. So I'm not going to be like, fuck that. Because there is a lot of time between him going into hiding at the end of Revenge of the Sith and now. It's 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. He's gone crazy. He's been by himself. Yeah. He's a hermit. He is like this. I can see that progression. So I, I feel like Lucas did that right, for me at least. I love Dango Bar. The Swamp Planet is just is cool. Like everything that happens in there, it's just got this really mystical feel about it. You can, It's like I can almost feel like the force all around them as Yoda is talking about like everything has the force and blah, blah, blah. I like the training montage. It's funny. <laughs> I talked about this with episode one. The only thing that I remember about this film is there is a, a, another Weird Al song that is based around this particular scene. It's all based about Yoda. It's called Yoda. I don't know if you've heard it. No. Nah. It's a it's a parody of Lola. So he's like, you know, Yoda, Y-O-D-A, Yoda. Yo, 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 that is fucking awesome. And he talks about, like, I lifted some rocks, blah, 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 blah. So I know this scene because Weird Al fucking taught it to me. <laughs> and that's that's how well I knew, I knew episode one as well with the saga begins. So that's my Star yeah. Wars fucking fanboying right there. Anyway, so I can keep going with the character. I love the character, but I do not like the puppet. The puppet, no? for what it, what it is, it's cool. But it is dated as shit. Like coming from this cool, like, and I didn't really even like the CGI Yoda. I thought he looked pretty shitty. But I felt it it just worked more than this. He looks like a fucking puppet. Like it's a muppet. I fucking love Yoda in this. I don't know what you're talking about. I love get Yoda. Up. I don't love that he's Fish, a puppet. Get off the fucking meth. There's no puppets in Star Wars. They were real aliens. <laughs> they've used. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He looks fine. But there is a like there's a few things like that that are quite dated in this film, like the use of stop motion, the snowman, uh, the, the abominable snowman thing uh, at the, the start. Fucking, the Wampa. Yeah, um, that is probably one thing that might have used a little CGI. It's so funny that George didn't go that way. It might have helped it a bit for me. They all look like Muppets, and it does like that's it's fine. This is a movie from fucking 1980, um, so I can go with that. But I do need to bring up that. I am, I'm taken out of it because I'm like, oh, look at the cool puppeteering on Yoda. Oh, look at the way that they, they've got him, you know, hunched over yeah. looking through some shit. So it is a good puppet, but coming it's from now that we, we do have CGI that can, you know, 
it is... You know, you're right. And I mean, there's obviously parts of this film that are going to look dated because the film is fucking dated. Age it's old, yeah. Has yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I, it's, it's a film. I can't not be drawn in. There's no part of me that isn't, like, completely immersed in this film when I watch it. It's probably the same for you with Jurassic Park, Fish, where you're just like, that this is... I that, can't That not. shit is seamless. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, I agree. Jurassic Park has, without a doubt, the best CGI I've ever seen in a film and puppetry. But I'm really excited to see what they do with Force Awakens with the puppetry because it's new age and it's fucking animatronics, it's practical effects. So it's going to be fucking amazing. Oh, so there, there is a lot of practical effects going on. Oh, it's almost entirely. Like, that was oh, a big thing. Oh, shit. I didn't that realize that. Thing. That was a big thing they stressed. They're like, if you, you need to watch the... Have you seen the behind-the-scenes Comic-Con thing where they... No. Oh, dude, the reel is amazing. Like, the shit they've oh. done is so fucking great. I'm so excited. Wow, um, that, that, that takes it to the next... Yeah, I'm... Wow. I didn't think I could get any, any more excited. Now I am. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. I'm so, so pumped because of that reason. Because the animatronics are so effective and, and stuff. And while, you know, there might be a little data, they are still excellent. Well, talking but, about boners, which I'm sure you have right now, thinking about all this stuff, we, we briefly touched on the, the whole um, Luke kissing his sister business last episode. Now I get it. That's a passionate kiss. That one that she gives him. Yep. That's pretty (laughs) fucked, man. Like, (laughs) now, bottom line is, I think what happened was, to be honest, Lucas just didn't fucking, didn't know that Leia was going to be his sister in this one. Mm. Honest to God, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Look, or, I, I can give him, I can give him something because it's, it's not like obviously these characters don't know. I've never really thought that Luke was going for Leia. I've never felt that. I, you're saying well, that there's this love triangle. I don't, I don't. I've never really well, felt I mean, that it's, way. It's implied because Leia, like, it's there because Leia fucking kisses Luke. Like they try and do it where they literally they're like, hey, Leia likes Luke. But clearly she doesn't. She likes Han. She's doing it to make Han jealous. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's that's what I'll, I'll give Lucas is the only reason she does it is to make Han jealous. I don't think she ever liked Luke. And I don't think Luke... Like, Luke's like, oh, shit, a chick just kissed me. I'm, I'm a pretty cool dude right now. But besides that, I don't, I don't feel... Because they're so unaware, I'm not like, incest, incest! That's it. And I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I understand that it's a little fucked because you know. Yeah. Like, when you know, yeah, you know. It, yeah. But... I don't have an issue with it. I'm not sitting there like, oh God, that's fucked. It's just a kiss. You know, they didn't fuck. It's just mm. a smooch. They didn't realize at the time. Yeah, they're, they're going to feel awkward later at family dinners, but like yeah. we'll, they'll get over this. It was all in good. It, was, it wasn't It was in a sexy time way. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. I, I think it adds to it. It's a good deve- it's a good part of the story. Is it's mm. just one moment. Leia and Luke don't really have any other. No, nah, like, not really. Love. It's all Han and. That's it. The way it fucking should be. Han and Leia, which is um, awesome. That relationship is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, and it film. develops really fucking well. Oh, like, so good. So much tension, and they're, it's they're some of the funnest scenes. Just watching those two go at it because yeah. you're so it's so obvious that they just. And you feel fuck. so good when they finally kind of accept themselves. You know, when they're in Bespin, they're in the room together discussing that she doesn't trust Lando, and like Han's like, no, it's fine. Like, trust me. Like, you mm. can see that they've both finally just been like. Like, they're into each other at that point. They yeah, really like yeah. each other. I love you. I know. Yeah, and it's so great. tragic, you know, when Leia... Has to watch um, him go into the... Yeah. Like, it's really tragic because, you know, they finally, like, finally clearly just love each other. Like, cl- finally get to... You get to see the relationship you've wanted to see 
since the first one. Mm. Finally there, and you're like, fuck yeah! And then, uh, Lou, ha, huh, no, what the fuck, you suck. Why the fuck do you suck so bad, Darth Vader? You're the worst. Nothing could be worse than this moment. Oh my God, you're the protagonist's dad! You're the protagonist's dad! What the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't well, get I, better. This is another instance of the directing just being top-notch for this this episode in particular where i noticed it straight away was when han says i'm out of here at you know back on hoth and leia turns around and just gives him a look it's like this look of oh you're not going she doesn't say it and she denies it but that is just brilliant that performance and directing right there just says everything we need to know about this character's feelings without her actually saying it. Whereas I feel like in a new hope, she probably would have been like a little bit more on the nose or a little bit more the opposite way, you know, being really negative and shit. Han and Leia may be fucking cool, but they're only cool because they got a driving force from one of the biggest, baddest, bad fucking motherfuckers in the galaxy. And it's Darth fucking Vader who oh, just yeah. is it like truly, truly terrifying. Well, this, this really to me, I feel like this is his movie. Like, yeah, well, this from, is the one where he's by far the most dominating. Like, oh he's just God. fucking choking he, cunts left and right. Like He just kills people for fucking up. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and, like, this is the movie. It's got Empire in the title. The Imperial March comes in. One of the most famous fucking themes of all time. And yeah. it's for a bad guy. It's It just gives you this sense of that this army... And Darth Vader are just fucking unstoppable. It's incredible. And he has some blinder lines like, I am altering the deed. Pray I do not alter it any yeah. further. <laughs> awesome. Fucking hell. And there's a bit where um the hyperdrive, I think it's something to do with, they, they say Han's hyperdrive was, was disabled. And then when it's yeah. not... He doesn't even say anything. He just turns around and he just looks pissed off. I was like, that guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I, I fucking love him choking people out. Like, when he's choking people out, I'm just like, fuck, that is scary. Like, he just starts choking people out. He's talking to them. They're like, hey, we fucked up. He's like, mm, well, you're dead. That's what makes him truly terrifying to me is him doing that. When he's on Bespin and fucking... Han tries to shoot him and he just fucking absorbs the blaster bullets. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that was the most satisfying fucking thing. When Han pulls out the blood, because like, I mean, the first one, you know he's good with the lightsaber, he's a big scary dude, but like you don't know anything about this dude. He's quite mysterious. Like what, what's really going to stop Vader from being beaten, you know? Mm. Fucking Han pulls out a blaster to shoot him. Vader can just fucking absorb bullets. You're like, holy shit, this guy can't be beaten. This guy's like impossible what, what can stop him he can fucking eat bullets <laughs> yeah i think it's great it's such a great moment for for such a powerful imposing character where it's like no you're not nah sorry you know i'm sure plenty of people before that were like you know if i was kill vader i'd do it like this mm. well can't fucking shoot him because <laughs> he fucking eats bullets with his hand he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. My God, hey, it's so You know what the scariest scary. thing is? And we, we briefly touched on this last last episode with um, oh, Peter Cushing's character, the the general yeah, or whatever yeah, 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 is, yeah. the Death Star. We're talking about him because it's like Darth Vader is definitely the most in fuck, intimidating character there, but he's just the 
just a hitman, basically. He's just like the, the right-hand man. And we see that again here because we finally see the, the Emperor. Palpatine's here now. So it's like, oh shit, that's right. There's somebody more powerful than and Darth Vader. Vader out there. And that yep. is fucked. Like, that is just brilliant. Like, because Darth Vader is so damn intimidating to have something that is more than him? Far out. How are yeah. these guys going to beat him? That that just... And again, that makes me just want to watch Jedi. It wants me to go straight into it because I need to know. How do you beat a guy who can eat bullets, who has somebody who's fucking more powerful than him, who can shoot lightning? Uh, Vader just runs the film. He's mm. so daunting and intimidating and, like, the way he's presented, he's just... Fucking, he's the perfect antagonist. Like, he's the perfect antagonist the whole way through this film. Yeah. He's menacing enough for you to be like, fuck this dude, he's scary. And then he's kind of like almost enjoy, like, he's so enjoyable to watch that you want, you, you're happy to watch this guy ruin someone's day. Yeah, like, you're happy right. to watch him. <laughs> he's so fucking scary. Yeah. And what he, kind of his shining light is the fight between Luke and Vader, which is, has to be, every time I watch it, it's one of the most beautifully brilliantly crafted scenes in a film ever like the way it's shot so good the way everything happens it is fucking perfect yeah. like i can't begin to explain how i can and i'm about to but this like this this sequence in this film is fucking breathtaking it's just so great. You've got the protagonist against the antagonist. The antagonist has spent the whole film, Darth Vader has spent the whole film showing you why he is the scariest fucking guy in the galaxy. You've just literally just absorbed blast of fucking fire into his hand. And Luke has been told by the greatest Jedi in the galaxy and Obi-Wan, dude, you're not ready. Like, you're not ready to fight Vader. You will die. Like, your friends, like, if you want to save your friends, you should go, but you're not ready. Like, this will fuck you up, you know? So we've got a character who's flawed. He's like, fuck that. I'm not a fucking Jedi, which is awesome that he fucking defies the Jedi because the Jedi aren't the protagonists. Prequel films. He's a fucking dude. And he's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to help my friends. And then he goes and he's fucking weak and he's exhausted. He's been in fucking Dagobah. He hasn't had a good route in like months. And he's gone there. <laughs> And he's there and like Darth Vader like just fucking comes in and it's hazy and smoky and fucking Darth Vader the whole fight just toys with him. The whole fight. Darth Vader fucking owns it. There's never a point where Luke really has the upper hand. Literally, he loses a hand. Um, Darth Vader just fucking slays. It's gorgeous. It's fucking scary. There's a lot of moments in the fight where you're like, is Luke, is Luke going to die? Like, is yeah. this guy gonna yep. die he doesn't win he doesn't right. win and that's the, the good thing that's the good thing here it, even though we like we all know that he goes on to another movie this fight is so well crafted that i do get that thought every time i see it i start yeah. to i start to feel like how does how does luke get out of this again i can't remember how he gets out because there's there seems like there is no way out here vader is dominating i love and i i said earlier that this is a darker film i love how dark this fight is and it yeah. makes it actually blows my mind that they didn't take advantage of this more in this six-film saga. I hope that fucking Force Awakens does. Well, because, they do because they fight in the dark and the snow. It's in the trailer. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, good. They've learned. Lightsabers in the dark. 
look fucking awesome. And having a fight with lightsabers in the dark looks fucking awesome. Some of the most aesthetically pleasing and satisfying choreography you can have between two characters. Yeah, for a film that wasn't as like heavily dependent on CGI to make it look cool, they've taken such a great visual and just fucking run with it to make one of the best fights in cinema history. I still... Yeah. I don't know if it's the best fucking lightsaber fight in the whole saga. I like some of the prequel ones. I know that's blasphemy, but it, it's true. But fucking... This is just fucking fantastic. It it's is my really favorite. Cool. This is your favorite? Yeah. I thought you said that uh, the end of Revenge of the Sith was. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> you I, when I rewatched this, I'm like, this is the fucking best. I was super, I was super impressed by this one after seeing all the awesome fights in the prequels. Yeah. Having, because I can't, I kind of came into the original um, trilogy thinking, you know, oh well, you know, the prequels had the Jedi fucking fight right down, but this one is better than most of them. Line like shits line. all over them, and it's just, it's oh, it's such a great ending to a film. It's such a, it's the big boss battle. That we all want to see. We've been waiting for this. And it and finally happens. A, I'm your father, mate. Luke, I'm yeah, your father. Yeah, and to drop that bombshell. Fuck, I wish I didn't I know. know. You didn't know. I know. Oh, imagine that. I think that. we all do. Imagine that. Imagine that. It would just be mind-blowing. Actually, it'd be actually yeah. kind of funny going into it now. Because it's sort of a cliche now. Even if you'd yeah. somehow avoided knowing this and you got in you'd be like ah oh, fucking that's like yeah. everyone's people's fathers in movies now because of this because of this film i wonder where this film got that from unoriginal <laughs> look i'm finished do you want to wrap it up well i do want to say one more thing i want to apologize to uh r2d2 because i i gave him a bit of a fucking bad rap i gave him a bit of shit last episode saying that i preferred the cg version of him in the prequels and i probably do compared to the to the New Hope one, but R2-D2 in this one is fucking awesome. What they did with him and, and the robot or animatronic or puppet or whatever the fuck he was is fucking Whoa! cool. <laughs> He's so awesome. So, sorry, R2, you're still the man. He is the man. He's the boss. I do. I am a fan of R2-D2. But I'm, I'm assuming that one thing uh, that we are going to find out, and this is another big reason that makes me want to go straight on to Jedi, is uh, Yoda drops the line of... When Obi-Wan says, oh, he is, Luke is our only hope or whatever, he's like, no, there is another. Listen, fucking, fucking chill out, all right? Just wait. Wait until <laughs> you watch the film before you start fucking talking about shit, all right? Jesus Christ. You don't know until you've seen it. I'm not angry. I'm just saying I'm excited to see who the yeah, other one is. And I'm excited as well. But don't wreck the moment because that's another film. We're talking about the greatest film of all time. You're talking about one of the other greatest films of all time, okay? <laughs> Two different conversations, Fish. I don't want to have them both at once. Fucking hell. I'm so upset now. Okay. Also, Mel's here. Say hi, Mel. Hello! Shut the fuck up! She's here. Do you like Star Wars? No. No, it's okay. Don't fuck yourself. Let's wrap it up. I've had enough. All right. What are your final thoughts on this film? Best film of all time. My favorite fucking movie ever. I love it. Best Star Wars film. Best film ever. I love it so much. I could, I could, I, I will conceive my first child while this film plays. I will. <laughs> it yeah. is that fucking good. I love it so much. I'm so fucking hyped for fucking Force Awakens after watching this film. Ooh! I'm 
so pumped. That was me, like, fucking so much excitement that it's coming out, like, violently. Five out of five. Perfect film. Five out of five. A perfect Bitch. score. I like it. I've only given two of those. I like it. I, I didn't expect anything less. So this is number one for you. This is the movie. This is yep. the favorite film of all time. Yep. Excellent. Well, I'm yep. glad we could cover this. Respectfully. What do you think? I think this is a fucking fantastic film. I agree with you. I'm so this is a great I, film. I legitimately fish. I'm so happy that you do, by the way. Like, <laughs> like, because you, you, are, you would have happily said, you know what? No, I'm not a big fan. Like, I know that you probably, like, Dude, if this film wasn't good. I was, I was looking for it. I was looking yeah. for it. <laughs> I know. It's like me in Jurassic Park. I just know. I was trying. I was trying to find something that I could bring. And the only thing I had was Boba Fett. And even that wasn't really that much of an insult because he's still cool. <laughs> this side character plays out to be a side character. Yeah. <laughs> the Bobble Fett. Bobble Fett. No, this is good. I like, I like the tone of this. I like, the, I like how it's a darker film. I like that we see more of these characters that I wanted to see. Uh, we go so much further with them all. Um, and... It's really pleasing. And I understand now. I understand why Star Wars is so big. It's because of this film. And this is what put these characters into so many geeks' hearts. Is because they just fucking nailed it. They got this right. It is dated. I, that's the only thing I can really say about it. But I don't care about dated films. I love old films. So to stand up like it does for being as old as it is is just a fucking testament of time and that's why it is your favorite film that's why it is one of the classic films of all time it houses some of the the, the biggest lines the biggest twists of all time they've set up the world perfectly this is the best one so far 4.5 oh that just gave me goosebumps i'm so happy you gave it that school oh my fucking god <laughs> I, I, you, you're never gonna fucking give it perfect but that's close enough holy yeah. shit We've got two more to go. Return of the Jedi and then Force Awakens! Shit. Yes, well, the next, the next review we'll be doing uh, within mere days of seeing the much-awaited Force Awakens. Oh, God. But please, we've done five other episodes. This is our fifth Star Wars episode. We've got, we're doing seven. We're going through them all. Literally the most successful podcast fucking thing we've done. By the way, it so. has. This has been our biggest, our biggest thing, and we want to thank everybody so much for tuning in and getting on board the hype train with us, because it's a, it's a, it's, it's a great little adventure, and we're all just gonna fucking blow our loads everywhere when we watch Force Awakens together, because we've done this all together. So um, get on iTunes, go to Podbean, search Fish and Connoisseur Movie Podcast. You'll find us. Subscribe to that shit. You'll never miss an episode. Fucking love you guys. Until da, next time, da, da, the force da, be with da, you all. Play the music. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur a Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track The Imperial March is performed by John Williams and London Symphony Orchestra.